0: 2 Corinthians 3.18 says that we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. Hello, and welcome to In the Making. I'm your host, Selena, and this is a podcast where together we want to explore the various ways that God transforms us. Together, we want to recognize the areas that God's been working in our lives and see how the gospel is for us in the myriad of ways that it is, so that we can respond to the truths wholeheartedly. So, most episodes, just not this one, I'll have guests and we'll be hearing their journey of how God is meeting them in particular areas like Sabbath rest, friendships, hardships, lament, how. Knowing God, knowing each other, knowing ourselves, um, actually really helps us in our growth towards what God is doing in our lives. Everyone's journey will be a little different, but by hearing how God is shaping them, I hope it brings you to an awareness of how God is shaping you, and that it helps you feel a little less alone in this world. Second Corinthians 3.18 says that we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. I actually really love this verse because it's just one degree of glory to another, one step at a time. But also that it's all of us who know Jesus. Together we behold Him and get to experience the fullness of God. Our journeys in the transformation process may look a little different from person to person, yet each of us has a piece of the puzzle of the fullness of Christ. And when we hear one another's stories, I do think we get glimpses of God as He has created us in His image. Sometimes I get fearful that I'm not enough and that there is something broken in me or that I'll never be the person who God wants me to be. Actually, about a year ago, I was feeling that way. I didn't really know that that's what I was feeling. I just knew I felt off. Then I came to realize that that offness feeling was intense fear. And I couldn't really figure out why I was feeling that way. I had just come back from a mission trip that helps me feel more confident in the ways in which God was shaping me and calling me in life. I just vacationed in Portugal, France, England, where my family just spoiled me ridiculously. So to me, there was no reason why I was feeling this intense fear. And as I took time and time and time again and processed what was actually happening inside of me, I realized that I was afraid that I couldn't do what God was calling me to do. That while it seemed so normal for other people, and that they are able to follow God in very similar ways, that it was impossible for me. I felt broken, unlike myself, who often laughs at everything, and who enjoys adventure and excitement. I guess it was just that my excitement turned to fear, and I felt stuck. Then I remembered that a mentor of mine had actually told me that whenever I was believing lies, to actually ask God, where have I first believed this lie? So one day as I was walking my neighborhood, I did just that. I asked God, when did I first believe this lie? And I remembered that actually, I felt that way pretty much my whole life before knowing Jesus. I was an incredibly shy girl, shy because I thought that if anyone ever truly knew me, that they would reject me, that I wasn't worthy to be known and loved. And if I was known, I would not be loved. I never tried at anything really growing up because of that fear. And then there was actually this particular memory that popped into my head. My family had immigrated from England to Canada and I was eventually put into this school where they had swim lessons for half the year. And since I was new and I had never really had a swim lesson before in general, my parents didn't really teach me that I think beforehand, um, I didn't really know what to expect But the excitement of my classmates made me think that this would be an enjoyable thing. And so we went into the change room, or like the washroom at the time, in our school, and we started to get ready. I, being shy, went into a stall and uh, did not want to show my five-year-old body or six-year-old body to the rest of my classmates um, to get changed into a bathing suit. But I had actually never put on a bathing suit before. Um, I was a bit younger. This might be a little bit of a humble brag. I skipped kindergarten, so I was a bit younger than all the other people in my class, and I was struggling to put on my bathing suit. And while I was putting on my bathing suit, everyone else actually had left, and they had gone on the school bus to the community center and got their lesson. I peeked out of the stall, saw that nobody was there, peeked out of the washroom, saw that nobody was there, and then I sat in between the door to the hallway, And the door to the bathroom and I cried. I felt paralyzed. I was afraid. I did not know what to do. So I just sat there, ashamed that I was crying, ashamed that I wasn't fast enough, ashamed that I didn't know what to do next. I was left behind and I was sad. I felt like I wasn't good enough. That what seemed so simple for other people to do in my class, I was unable to do. So with that memory fresh in my mind, I called this wiser woman, and I asked her uh, about this story. She then asked me, where was God when that happened? I closed my eyes and thought of that memory. And to be honest with you, I do remember praying in that moment as a child, but I couldn't tell you where God was. I know from his word that he was there with me. I know that he heard my prayer. I know that I wanted him to hold me as I cried and to tell me that I was his and that he loved me. All those things are true in my head. She then asked me what I would have done if I walked in and saw myself struggling to put on the bathing suit. I said I'd help her and tell her that I can teach her how to do it. Now, what actually happened was a janitor heard my cries and took me in my bathing suit back to class where I sat there, not talking to anyone, looking down the whole time until my mom picked me up. Every week when it was time to go to swim class, I just pretended that I didn't have my bathing suit on me so I wouldn't have to go and go through that again. I gave up on trying to put on my bathing suit and I gave up on swimming. Eventually, my gym class teacher talked to my mom and I was caught. Apparently, they are smarter than grade two students. The next swim class that came around, my mom came to the pool to make sure I went swimming. I remember seeing my mom, feeling some fear and that was about it at some point in my swimming journey, I actually have become to really love it. Like I love being in the water, on the water, anything that deals with actually being in a bathing suit and in water is probably enjoyable to me at this time in my life. And I've even heard that I'm practically a mermaid, and who doesn't want to be a mermaid? I've dressed up several times like Ariel, um, and it's a lot of fun to be a mermaid. I learned how to swim, and it was for my joy. As I think of my life and this reoccurring fear, I think about how God sees me, is with me, and helps me. And much like I said to my child version of myself, that he wants to teach me his ways. For this past year, I've been praying Psalm 25, four to five. It says, make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation. For you, I wait all the day long. God met me in that fear and it has come up again throughout this year and it is going to come up again and again in my life. But a verse that actually brings me comfort is Philippians 1.6. It says, And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. Paul's confidence that God is going to bring this good work in his people strikes me because it's a confidence that I actually don't always have. But it's a confidence that's not in His people, but it's actually a confidence in God that He is going to bring it to completion. Currently, I'm in the making. I'm not complete. And if I look to myself and only myself, I'm gonna see a good but incomplete work of God. And when I think of this verse, it gives me confidence, not that I am able to do the good work in my life, but that one day I will be before Jesus and his good work in me will be done. It will be complete. I do often forget the truth that God is working in me and that he is with me. I need friends who journey with me and remind me of what is true. I need the Bible that they use to convince me because I often actually don't even believe my friends. I need to be in communication with God in prayer. And I need to take what God is teaching me and put it into practice in my life. My head, my heart, my gut, and my feet need to be connected to one another and to deeply experience what is true, good, and lovely. They need to experience God. So every so often on this podcast, we're going to have these mini mini-episodes that are opportunities for you to engage in a spiritual practice slash discipline. You can pick whichever term you like better, practice or discipline. Discipline takes practice, practice takes discipline. These are times for you to be with God and to experience what we've been discussing on the show. There's so much information out there in the world, even Christian information. And sometimes it is just way too much to process. Personally, I need time to really digest information that's coming at me. I need to pause, to pray, to think, to feel, to discuss, to let sink in deep enough for it to actually impact my life. And if this podcast is just going to add to the noise for you just stop listening trust me i won't be offended go spend time with god talk with friends who know you and love you talk to a mentor or a pastor who actually help you experience god in your life i'll be really glad to hear that you're doing something beneficial for your soul i do hope that these mini so so will actually help you to cut through the noise and to help you experience god And since I don't want to add to the noise, even at the end of this episode or any episode, I want to ask you some questions to help you process what you've heard. And I'd encourage you to not just think about the answers, but to have a dialogue with God, and to share those answers in your community. So here are some of those questions. What resonated with you from what I shared? What parts of my story connect to your life? What did you not like? What did you resist? Did your body ever feel tense while listening? And why do you think that is? Where do you recognize God's work in your life as a result of this episode? Thank you for joining me. I do pray that together you would grow in confidence, that we are gods and that we are made into his image from one degree of glory to another. Special thanks to Tiff and Laura for producing the show, Caroline who asked me twice to host it, to Patrick, my unofficial podcast coach, to Tyler who told me he thought I should host a podcast, to my mom who made me get swim lessons, to another Caroline, the mentor who helped me see Jesus in the midst of fear and in my past as a child.